welcome to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we We are are not spoiler-free. had a big family now, almost as big as the Cullens. There were five of them. Tanya, Kate, and Irina had been joined by Carmen and Eleazar, much the same way the Cullens had been joined by Alice and Jasper. All of them bonded by their desire to live more compassionately than normal vampires did. For all the company though, Tanya and her sisters were still alone in one way, still in mourning, because a very long time ago, they'd had a mother too. I could imagine the hole the loss would leave, even after a thousand years. I tried to visualize the Cullen family without their creator, their center, and their guide, their father, Carlisle. I couldn't see it. Carlisle had explained Tanya's history during one of the many nights I'd stayed late at the Cullen's home, learning as much as I could, preparing as much as was possible for the future I'd chosen. Tanya's mother's story was one among many, a cautionary tale illustrating just one of the rules I would need to be aware of when I joined the immortal world. Only one rule, actually. One law that broke down into a thousand different facets. Keep the secret. Keeping the secret meant a lot of things. Living inconspicuously like the Cullens, moving on before humans could suspect they weren't aging, or keeping clear of humans altogether, except at mealtime, the way nomads like James and Victoria had lived the way Jasper's friends, Peter and Charlotte, still lived. It meant keeping control of whatever new vampires you created, like Jasper had done when he'd lived with Maria, like Victoria had failed to do with her newborns. And it meant not creating some things in the first place, because some creations were uncontrollable. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. My name is Marin. My name is Emily. And we are Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. Welcome, welcome. Today on Remember Twilight, 
We are covering Breaking Dawn Chapter 2, Long Night. Yeah. Believe it or not, we recorded Chapter 1, oh, months ago. So many months ago. I like literally had to reread some of it to remember what even the beginning of this book was. I didn't reread it, but I thought to myself, dang, a lot of stuff happened in Chapter 1. And not a lot of stuff happens in this chapter, but Chapter 1 was like big time stuff. So what... What all was it? So Bella's in her new car and she tells us of all of its crumple zones and the guys at the gas station are like, wow, crumple zones. And Bella's Wait like, a minute. thank you. Goodbye. Is that really how long ago we did chapter one was the crumple zones? No, no. That was oh, a midnight sun. I got so nervous because I'm like, that was like, it was still spring. Yeah, no, not <laughs> quite that long ago. Um, but then she goes and Alice is like, we have to do get reading ready for wedding stuff. And Bella's like, thank you, but I will be disassociating this whole time. Please don't disturb me. And we learn about Bella's happy place. I definitely have that circled and quote quoted. I wasn't there also a huge section about how Jacob is gone and missing and Oh yeah, that happened too. See? Not it's like important. a lot of <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he's just running around howling at the moon yeah charlie's like i'm gonna find this boy and billy's like eh yeah he'll find his way back it's okay Mm -hmm. well have you heard from him (laughs) no yeah well aren't you all worried (laughs) (laughs) and then charlie spends the night being like have i been overreacting to every time bella disappeared I mean, no, because Bella is five foot four and 110 pounds and 17. And Jacob is six foot seven, seven foot 300 eight. pounds and 28 and years old. <laughs> so You're no, very right. Charlie hasn't been overreacting. <laughs> but would he think that he had? Probably. But right now he is overreacting. <clears throat> anyway, long night. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> This chapter really does uh, start out with a bang. Almost. (laughs) So close. It's very close. I got nervous. (laughs) I got excited. It didn't happen. Um, Yeah, this chapter is kind of interesting because we've gone new moon and eclipse without like a recap of what twilight is but this chapter bella tells us all these things and i'm like we know honey that is really bizarre she does she tells she starts from the beginning yeah huh i mean like every beginning of how harry potter book does that too but the past two twilight books i don't really remember bella being like my name is bella swan and i moved to washington from Arizona, and now I'm dating Edward Cullen. He's a vampire. He's no. very beautiful. Yeah, I think New Moon really just hops right in. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> so we arrive to <laughs> Edward in Bella's bed, as they do. Um, there's thuddings of hearts and raggeds <laughs> of breath and synchronized lip moving. Is that comfortable if you're both doing the exact same thing? (laughs) It seems like it would fight against each other. Yeah. I don't think that Stephanie Meyer felt comfortable saying kissing, making out. It was just this whole whole paragraph of broken rhythm of ragged breathing and whisper of our lips moving in synchronization. Very beautiful. (laughs) So gorgeous. Mm. And then we get this whole thing about how much Bella loves kissing Edward so much so that she is just fine with it all the time now. 
Oh, and so is he. Mm-hmm. Everybody's good. They've worked through their discomfort. Every time Bella's like, are you sure we can keep moving our lips in synchronicity? Edward's like, remember that time where you almost died? And Bella's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm okay now. <laughs> and she's like, all right. And in and out and up. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Mid makeout. They both find out that they've just both been staring at each other. They're so weird. I love them. Edward looks at Bella very cutely and she's concerned why he always looks at her as if she's the best thing. Because she's Bella. You guys know her. I did get real sad. I almost crossed some stuff out, but it's fine. It's Bella. And then Bella is looking at him and she's like, of course you have a soul. Look at you. (laughs) Okay, okay. Right? Exactly. So then there's my question that I I posed to the world, and it is the the question of the ages, which I haven't ever been able to personally uh, figure out on my own, is that, is this a good man? Is he actually nice? Does he actually have a soul? Or am I just attracted to him? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like some of that's happening here where (laughs) she's like... He's, of course, he has a soul. He's such a good human, but also, oh, look at him. She uses the words glorious body. (laughs) The brilliant mind and incomparable face and glorious body. And you know what? I get it. I do. It's very hard to look past. I know. Oh, gosh. It's just, it's the curse of being so straight. I just see the man and he's so good looking. And then I'm like, he must be a good human. He's really beautiful. And uh, it's rough. Wouldn't it be nice if that was an indicator of goodness, though? You just find someone who's really ugly and you're like, "Mm -mm." look, my mom actually warned me against Mark when we were dating because she was like, he's in he's very good looking. And I was like, yeah, of course he is like all my boyfriends have been very good looking. And she's like, no, you don't understand. Like when they're that good looking, they're not nice. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is a little bit of reflection on her part. Mm, You know, that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Then Bella tells us about how Edward can't read her mind. We're okay. So she says that there's some strange glitch in her brain, but It's okay. I didn't cross it off because we are very close. We're right on the edge. We are days away from Bella gaining some self-love and forgetting all this stupid stuff and finally being comfortable in her skin and happy with who she is Mm -hmm. and realizing, oh, yeah, this is why Edward always liked me. So it's okay. It's fine. I moved past it. Bella tells Edward not to leave. And we find out that this is the eve of both the wedding and the bachelorette bachelor party. I Did think, Bella get a bachelorette party? Why didn't we hear about that? Can you imagine Bella ever talking about something so embarrassing as a bachelorette party? <laughs> You're right. We needed one Alice chapter. <laughs> I'm sure Alice did something very nice and lovely for Bella. And Bella was just like, not only am I not going to mention it in my diary. (laughs) She blacked out completely. I'm just not ever going to mention it at all, ever. (laughs) Edward is totally fine with skipping it, though, because he is not sad to be Mm. unsingled. Um, And Bella's like, okay, cool. 
And then she tells us that this is pretty close to her happy place. Almost there. Except for the fact that Charlie's asleep in the other room. Awkward. (laughs) And that she has to be in one biggest blanket she has in order for them to be cuddled. Right. She's there intertwined as much as it was possible. (laughs) Good grief. And then we learn also that it definitely has happened where they've been doing things, but then Bella gets so cold that her teeth start chattering and it ruins the mood. Yeah. So she's real sure to make sure that doesn't happen. (laughs) But luckily, if Bella's in a blanket, that means that Edward is naked. (laughs) No, it's true. He was like, all right, cuddle you up. Take off the shirt onto the... oh." I I literally imagined that happening and was very. (laughs) (laughs) This is how it goes. Edward comes over. Bella starts kissing him. He gets out her sweatshirt and he puts it on top of her. And then he gets her sweatpants and he like pulls them up real high. And then he lays the whole blanket out on the bed and he sets her down and has her lay down and he rolls her up. And then once she's all like tucked in, lots of layers, he does the strip tease of the bedroom <laughs> he rolls her up and he was like now we can do things it's fine he's given her an inch you know mm-hmm. is he though <laughs> you guys this is literally what the entire first book of <laughs> this book is going to be i'm really sorry in advance <laughs> i'm not okay bella does one pet of edward and it makes him shudder they're new at mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and then she does this thing where she just licks his closed mouth and he sighs and she's like, ah, delicious. <laughs> and then Edward's like, all right, time to shut it down. <laughs> I haven't laughed this hard since we were doing Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are so funny. They are. Um, Bella's like, no, 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 we need to keep practicing. And Edward's like, well, I think we're pretty well practiced. <laughs> yeah, she goes, practice makes perfect. I was super triggered because of my culty religious upbringing by this. She goes, Edward had spent most of his life, re- oh, I can hardly read it, rejecting any kind of physical gratification. I knew it was terrifying to him trying to change those habits now. And I was legitimately like... Uh, I have to go walk away for a minute from this book because I, that was me. I was just like, I felt so bad all the time because I had like physical urges and I I tried so hard to not do anything. I could never not. Oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. <sighs> yeah. And Edward's like, well, you basically haven't slept for a whole month, Bella. Like what more could you possibly want? And she's like, listen, We've only rehearsed certain scenes. <laughs> We're missing things. She she is kidding, of course. But let's try not to guilt our partner into having sex with us. It's a, uh, That's a little shaky for me. I mean, I appreciate her assertiveness and that she is teasing and he gets that. They have a very open relationship, but... She's cross. She's getting close to the line. She is getting close. Yeah. Especially when he doesn't laugh at her, and then she's like, "Oh, oh, I know. Mm, sorry." <laughs> and he's like, "Bella," but she's like, "Don't start this again. A deal's a deal." Which no, Bella. If he wants to back out, he yeah. can. All right. Yes, Emily. Because <laughs> Edward like still is so 
uncomfortable with that he's like it's really way too hard to concentrate when you're doing things like this like I could hurt you and then we get this I just like bracketed this because it's so Bella and Edward where he goes you'll get hurt and she goes I'll be fine and he goes Bella and she goes shh (laughs) you're right Twilight in four lines you're right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so there's this not great part from Bella where she's like thinking to herself I'd heard it before he wasn't getting out of this deal not after insisting I marry him first yeah (sighs) (laughs) such a weird situation to end up in well it truly is and being on Instagram and social media and seeing so many memes that still want to talk about how Edward was the one controlling and manipulating this whole relationship and I just every time I'm like when was the last time you picked up one of the books to make this assumption Mm -hmm. because never have I seen Edward do anything that was manipulative towards to get Bella to do something like he did some shady things but he was never like this Mm -hmm. like Bella is where she's using guilt she's using her powers of like persuasion the fact that he loves her to be like you know she's like you you promised you promised we'd have sex but that's not how it works in a relationship mm-hmm. you can back out right as it's happening like you can say no and your partner it's your job as a partner to say okay that's fine mm-hmm. we'll try it again some other time that's fine but that's not what Bella's doing no oh, <laughs> yeah Bella. it's rough yeah so now Edward gives her some worried kisses And Bella's like, think about how nice life will be when Edward doesn't have to worry about me all the time. Like, what's he going to do? He needs to get more hobbies. What's funny is that he doesn't he doesn't need to get new hobbies. He's he really is just going to be able to just chill out Mm -hmm. then. I I love it. I love this book so much. Um, So Edward does a foot check in with Bella and hers are really warm. And he's like, are you sure? It's not too late. And Bella's like, why are you trying to make me say yes to this? But he's like, I just want to make sure. And she's like, well, I'm sure about you and the rest I can deal with. And then he's like, can you? (laughs) He's right, though, because at this moment, there is not any sort of option of staying a human and being with her family anymore. So he knows like this is like. Are you really actually able to deal with what's going to happen? Because he says, like, what about Charlie? What about Renee? You know, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to miss him. And then he's like, Angela and Ben and Jessica. And I'm like, who? But, you know, he's he's super worried and he doesn't want her to make a choice that she's going to regret just for him. Mm -hmm. That's another part where it's like flipped over from what people want to make memes about on social media is that he is very worried he he doesn't want her to regret this yeah and she's like edward we've we've gone through this over and over again i want you and i want you forever and he's like you'll be frozen forever at 18 she's like oh every woman's dream come true (laughs) no and he goes never changing and never moving forward and then she goes what does that mean Which this to me tells me that they have not had as many conversations about this as Bella feels like they have. Yeah. So he goes to Bella, do you remember when we told Charlie we were getting married and he thought you were pregnant? And she's like, oh, yeah. And he thought about shooting you. And Edward's (laughs) like, that's not what I mean. I just I wish that he was right. And Bella goes, 
<laughs> yeah, me too. I had to harshly. <laughs> like I circled it and I said, me too. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, well, more that I just wish there was some way he could have been right. And I hate taking that away from you too. And this does like give Bella pause. She has to think about this for a second. But then she's like, eh, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, how can you? It's not as easy as you think it is. And she's like, well, Esme and Rosalie are doing fine. And if it's a problem later, we'll just adopt. But obviously, Rosalie and Esme are not doing just fine. They're really not. And they've both, she knows how hard it has been for both of them. But we need to look at Bella. She's She even conceives that they're doing fine because she would be fine mm-hmm. never becoming a mother. She's never even considered becoming a mother. She had to mother her own mom. She doesn't want to do it. She's already been a mom. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And this makes Edward be really frustrated at her. And he tells her, that he doesn't want her to have to make sacrifices for him and he wants to give her things and not take them away and yada 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 Edward Cullen stuff and Bella yeah yeah but at least he's trying to have a conversation because I mean you said a minute ago like this shows that they don't talk very much lately Mm -hmm. anyway and I'm sure that it's like partly Bella trying to avoid the whole conversation because she doesn't want to be married at 18 she's stressed out about that she all she wants to do is just be with Edward forever but he has all these rules about it and it's like she just wants to make out and be with him which is totally normal but they are missing conversations mm-hmm. and so he's like okay wait <sighs> crap it's tomorrow we have to have these conversations and I literally do not know what she's thinking mm-hmm. and that's another thing that must be hard for him is that he doesn't know what she's thinking he knows what everybody else is thinking but with her he's like I don't know and if I ask her she's gonna either shut me down or get upset or, or make a joke. Ma- yeah she's mm-hmm. gonna joke about it and so he's like you know what no 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 no. I have to have this conversation right this second because she can't leave she's burritoed in mm-hmm. her blanket mm-hmm. so I don't know So she's like, you're my future, so stop moping or I'm going to call your brothers (laughs) to take you away to your bachelor party. Whoa. (laughs) And then he goes, I'm sorry, I'm moping, aren't I? And Bella's like, well, are your feet cold? And he goes, not in that sense. Why would it? (laughs) That's the most Mark thing. Like, so literally. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he tells her, I've been waiting a century to marry you, Miss Swan. The wedding ceremony is the one thing I can't wait. And then he's like, oh, for the love of all that's holy. <laughs> because guess who's here? Emmett and Jasper. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. <laughs> Bella gives Edward one more really tight hug because she knows she's not going to win a uh, tug of war with Emmett. <laughs> she tells him to have fun. And then... There's Emmett outside scraping his fingernails on Bella's window saying, if you don't send Edward out, we're coming in after him. Okay, wait a minute. She says that he's invisible in the night, and I was very confused about this. He's literally white. How is he invisible? Is he wearing a full-on, like... <laughs> shroud like what is he doing he's such a creep he's like i'm gonna go sneak up on them and he like pulls it all the way down nothing is showing he's completely invisible not possible very emmet <laughs> bella tells edward to leave before they break her house and edward redresses And then tells Bella to get some sleep because they've got a big day tomorrow. And she's like, oh, thank you for reminding me that. And he goes, I'll meet you at the altar. And she says, I'll be the one in white. And then Edward takes a moment before launching himself out the window. 
I love to imagine it. <laughs> uh, crouch down, ears back. <laughs> the ears go back. Wiggling. The butt wiggles. Um, and then a one try. Nope. Wait. Redo. And then go. I see the one try so clearly. It's the one try and then no, uh-uh, back up. And then a spring out that window. <laughs> Claws out. Yes. Teeth gnashing. <laughs> and apparently Edward landed right on top of Emmett. <laughs> Big fan here. Cool idea. And Bella's like, don't make him late. And then Jasper comes up and he's like, don't worry, Bella. Everything is going to be okay. Legitimately the creepiest thing Jasper has done. Because <laughs> here's, I just imagine this. Here's the window. It's a rectangle. Jasper <laughs> slides in sideways. Not like sideways. But like a slide in. And then a, it's okay, Bella. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Get some sleep. and slides back out the other way yes (laughs) and Bella suddenly feels very relaxed and then she tells us about Jasper's power and then Bella's like wait come back and then he like slides back into sideways view (laughs) yes (laughs) and she's like what do you guys do for a bachelor party are you going to a strip club and then it's like don't tell her and then Jasper's like, no, we're just going to go hunting. And then she goes, thanks, Jasper. And he, as he slides right he before winks. his head passes, there's just a wink and he's gone. <laughs> right as the eye mo- wink. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's because Jasper can't wink. He just did a blink. So he had to wait till half his face was hidden. It's a sore subject for him. <laughs> he's but really he just makes sure he's always out halfway out the room before he closes both eyes as a wink. <laughs> So Bella goes to lay down and she's like, wow, such sleepiness. And she's like, this is my last sleep in my room as Bella Swan. Tomorrow, I'm going to be Bella Cullen. No, wait a minute. I need to have an entire conversation about this because not she doesn't say that. She says, my last night as Isabella Swan. Tomorrow night, I would be Bella Cullen. So she's going, she's changing her whole name. She's cutting Marie out. She's cutting the Isa off. It is going to be Bella Cullen. Bam. Mm-hmm. She's going down to the, well, she doesn't even have to go to the Social Security office. She doesn't have to do anything ever again. Hey, Alice, it's Bella Cullen now. And Alice is like, you got it, babe. <laughs> and they, It's all new papers. It's all new everything. Um, She's changing her whole name. bags, monogrammed <laughs> She's getting the towels, <laughs> everything. I can't believe it. <laughs> and then Bella's like, okay, I'm falling asleep. And then she's like, but Jasper left and now I'm not falling asleep. And she's like, this bed is too soft and too warm without Edward here. Ugh. And then we learn about what Bella's nervous about, which is that everyone's going to look at her. But she's like, I guess I got to get over that. Except for also there's this part where Alice made my dress be 30 feet long and is also going to make me walk down stairs in heels. Should have practiced that. She didn't practice. Even I would have practiced. Do you think that they're robotic shoes that will make it so that Bella can't fall down? I want to say no, but (laughs) they're billionaires. They can make anything they want. Yeah, so I can't say no. Men will literally make robotic shoes instead of going to therapy. So that a woman can't run away. (laughs) What? (laughs) You heard me. Um... (laughs) So she's scared of that, but she's also scared of who's attending her wedding. Okay, no. 
we can laugh all we want about this, but I understand. I do. I was like, it's my wedding day and I want to be the prettiest person there. And so everybody better be showing up in like not cute clothes, greasy hair. (laughs) And Bella does not have that. Like there's nothing she can do about the fact that in her entire wedding, like Edward's side of the church is just going to be all beautiful people. Mm -hmm. And it's so scary. Yeah. At least she has like Alice and Rosalie to like get her ready though, you know? Yeah. She's got the Still, vampire Still, she's help. a human. <laughs> yeah. So she tells us about how Tanya's family is going to be there. And how there's this whole beef because Irina's not coming to the wedding because she's still really mad that the wolves killed Laurent. But the rest of the family's like, we will be there and we will be embarrassed about our sister. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they will be. But she's so funny, too, because she's like, yeah, she still has a vendetta against werewolves for killing her friend Laurent just as he was about to kill me. Mm -hmm. I love that she sticks that in there. Edward has told her everything's going to be fine. They'll be fine with the wolves there and that they all feel very guilty about it so that was like the major problem about the guest list but the minor problem is Bella's fragile (laughs) self-esteem and then we get the recap about how Tanya really liked Edward for a while there does it make did it make you really sad that Bella thinks that all of this happened before Bella was even born (laughs) but it was literally like last year like the day that they first saw the each other well no it had definitely been happening previous oh to yeah that. i mean it's been happening ever since they met but but it was not it didn't stop mm-hmm. it, it in fact she probably still shows up at the wedding and was like what's up edward you mm-hmm. look hot <laughs> and edward's like shut the fuck and up he's like she's like you should push your hair back <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> really good. <laughs> and Bella's like, uh, she's going to be at least beautiful, if not magnificent. Even though Edward obviously prefers me, like, I'm going to be looking at her the whole time. I get it. And she had, like, kind of started talking to Edward about this. And then he was like, Bella, they are the only family we have. They're like orphans. And Bella's like, fine, I will go be mad about this by myself. I know. I, I had a hard time with that because I was like, how are they still like we are orphans because it was before freaking Carlisle was even born that any of this stuff happened they've been nursing this wound for centuries very long for some reason but then I was like they are vampires mm-hmm. vampires what are, the are dr- they gonna do they're the drama queens mm-hmm. I, I know I know it so then we get to learn finally some new information <laughs> this chapter which is about Tanya's family. It's only been four books and I'm finally getting new information thank you. <laughs> so there's Tanya, Kate, and Irina which make up like the original sisters and they were joined by these other two vampires What are their names? What I'm not saying names of. I already tried once They all are vegetarian vampires. We do learn that they used to have a mom what died a long time ago and Bella's like, what would the Collins do without Carlisle? Uh... But then we learned that Carlisle told Bella this whole story one night when Bella was learning as much vampire stuff as she could get people to tell her. Do you think she brought a notebook or was she just winging it? She's a Virgo. She had a notebook. Okay. Or flashcards at the very oh, least. Oh, cute, cute. You're right. Okay. Every time she thought of something, she went over to a sticky note and wrote it down <laughs> okay. and like added it to the pile. You're right. You're completely right. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> And so Carlisle tells Bella that the story of their mother is a cautionary tale 
And then Bella gives us the background of, oh, yeah, there's one rule when you're a vampire, which is you have to keep it a secret, which means lots of things that we already know about. And also that you can't create some things because they are uncontrollable. Ugh, children, am I right? (laughs) You're right. (laughs) So... Yeah, Carlisle's like, I don't even know what their mom's name is because they'll never say it out loud and they never even think of it. So I couldn't have Edward like sneak it from them, which is very impressive. I don't believe it, though. I think that Edward has heard their name. I think that Edward knows her name, knows the whole story because they've spent enough time with these guys in their like nighttime, like just hanging out that the thought would have crossed somebody's mind at least sometime, especially because they're vampires and they're so sensitive about it and they're still holding on to it. And it's such a sore spot for them that I'm sure Edward actually knows her name, but he's so good and he he won't share other people's secrets. We already know that about him, mm-hmm. that he's just like he's keeping it to himself out of respect. I believe that. Yeah. I choose to believe that about him. That's certainly possible. Mm-hmm. So we learned that their mom was born way before Carlisle, but that she lived during a time of a plague, the plague of the children. Listen, children, (laughs) children being called a plague is a mood. Very my brand, to be honest. And for him to be telling Bella this, like for Carlisle (laughs) to be like, it was the plague of the immortal children. And Bella's like, oh my gosh, yeah. I feel that. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) So Carlisle's like, I don't even know what they were doing, but for some reason it became trendy to make vampires out of infants little one two and three-year-old vampires and bella literally was about to throw up she's like oh baby vampire (laughs) why does she have such a visceral reaction about this it's not even two would be like (laughs) but it's not even like she describes it it's not even like a verb it's like bile it's from way down in the colon gut it's like (laughs) oh <laughs> I love her so oh my much. Gosh. Is that because of the bite, you think? Maybe. She can feel it. And she's like, oh. And Carlisle's like, they were very beautiful and very endearing. And so anyone who came across them immediately loved them. Like, that's just how it went. But like cats. They're the mm. worst things in the world, but oh, I can't help it. Too cute. And then Carlisle reminds us that when you become a vampire, you get frozen at whatever age it is that you were bit. And so these tiny two-year-old vampires could not be reasoned with whatsoever. It's very close to just human children, to be honest. If they were stronger. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's very lucky that my kids were weak, tiny little things that I could pick up and put in their bed. Yeah. Because this is just, they're just describing children. Yeah. (laughs) The kid's like, I want that one, and you hand it to them, but they still cry anyway, and then, like, your whole house is broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's not great. And also when they get hungry, they just eat every human until they get bored of it. Cool. And so Tanya's mother created an immortal child and Carlisle can't figure out why she or anyone did. But the Volturi were like, Ugh, I guess we have to deal with this kid plague that people have started. And Bella's like, ah, the Volturi for some reason. Yeah, she's pretty freaked out about them, even though I don't know, she spends a lot of time worrying about the Volturi. I don't think she gets that it's just Iroh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like they showed up after the entire 
fight in Eclipse was over just to be like, what are you guys doing over here? Like, why would she be afraid of that? It's newborn vampires that she needs to be afraid of, not the Volturi. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing? What'd you do? <laughs> no, those guys, no. <laughs> she reminds us that she met them all and that she thinks that maybe just Aro is the true leader. <laughs> yes, Bella. Uh, You're Bella. on the right track. Bella. Um, so the Volturi were like, yo, none of you guys can have these, but we're going to take them to research them. That makes the bile come up into my throat. <laughs> is them being like, we're taking all of these immortal children to study them. Well, because the only thing that they're studying is like, can we keep them a secret? Mm-hmm. And so they just... I. Just imagine Caius getting so like sick of them that he'll just like kill one and then he's like, crap, I need another immortal child. And then like one of them has to go find a baby and like bring it back to him. And he like starts over again. And he's like, can you stop? And it doesn't. He just kills it. It's a yes. cycle. I don't like it. Yeah. So then Carla was like, so remember when I said how lovable they were? Well, that got taken to the extreme when the Volturi started to tell everyone that they had to burn their plague kids. And like entire covens like fought to the death to protect these plague babies. And so once they got everyone taken care of, they're like, we're never, ever doing this again. And we're also never talking about this again. <laughs> okay, but he's such a freaking liar because I'm sorry. I am sorry, not sorry. Arrow has two immortal children in his freaking coven. He has Alec and Jane, and they are 11. That is a, that's right, right? Yeah, I think 11 or 12. They're a year older than my daughter, who, guys, <laughs> she's a child. It is, tr- mm. but they can keep a secret, and so, so they get to they're live. not so out of control that they're not just, mm. unless they have powers. <laughs> So we'll keep them. If they let it slip to anyone, we'll just kill them. They're so dangerous. I mean, they were the ones skipping over to Seattle every couple of weeks to check on Victoria. Mm-hmm. They're scary. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So then Carlisle tells us about the two immortal children that he knew that Aro had. Do you think he's talking about Jane and Alec? I don't know. Because I couldn't decide because I was like, no, they're still there. <laughs> he still has them. But that's not, that couldn't be who he's talking about. No, but it really would be funny. It did feel like it. So, yeah, they decided no immortal children ever then Carla was like we don't really know what happened with Tanya's mother because she didn't tell any of the girls what was happening like they had no idea until the day the Volturi came to kill their plague brother (laughs) and so I just know this this episode has to be called plague children (laughs) it's too good (laughs) <laughs> so here comes Aro and he's like, everybody, hands in the middle. <laughs> and so they all like touch him. One, two, three, <laughs> go. <Couple> like kids. <laughs> um, How do you think she kept that baby a secret? I don't. Because if she could keep it a secret idea. from her whole family, then 
Iroh could keep it a secret from the... I almost almost said the wizarding world. (laughs) Right? Right. I guess if you put it far enough underground, maybe it won't realize that it can like dig up, you know? Maybe. Every night she's just spending the entire night 15 miles under the crust of the earth. Who knows? With her baby. No one knows like where she found this kid, why it was so important to her, why she decided to turn it. Anything because before any of the girls could like talk to their mom... She decided to die with the baby. And so the three girls just watched them all burn. And Caius was like, we should kill these ones too. And Arl's like, no, they're fine. Caius is chaotic. (laughs) To put it lightly. (laughs) And so Tanya and the girls all have very much unresolved trauma and also are very much like everyone has to follow the freaking law. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then Bella starts to fall asleep in her this time when Carla was talking to her. And then um, she has this dream. And in her dream, she sees all the Volturi huddled around this hill thing. And she can tell that they don't see her. But there's just like smoking piles of things everywhere. But Bella's like, kind of smells good. That must be piles of vampires. So I won't look at them. Mm. Um, But she goes up to the Volturi and she like kind of like scoots in between them to see what they're looking at. And it's a immortal child standing on the top of this hill. And she can tell that it's very scared. And so she's like, oh, I need to save that thing from these <laughs> Volturi. And so she like pushes through them and starts running up to this kid. And then she stops when she realizes that he's sitting on a pile of bodies whom are not just any bodies, but every person that she knows, including her mom and her dad. And then the child opened his bright blood red eyes. Damn, Bella. End of chapter. Good grief. Her dreams are something else. They're pretty gnarly. They make me nervous. (laughs) It's interesting how she has this dream and still she's like, I need my baby. (laughs) You know? Uh, Yeah. Interesting. Well, and we will have one million conversations about that in the next year. But it is a culturally uh, expected thing that when a woman gets pregnant she's all of a sudden like maternal you know and so that's how Bella was written Bella who had never wanted a child never cared about it before Edward who immediately is like let's get rid of this baby Carlisle who's like yeah absolutely I know I'm a doctor but let's get rid of the baby and and Bella is like no it is my baby like it's it's definitely a discussion (laughs) that we will have was a choice it was a choice because she did not have to become maternal just because she became pregnant that is not something that happens to everybody yep so so (laughs) period (laughs) i'm very excited for this book (laughs) me too also we're mere weeks away from doing our live show in forks (laughs) i just got goosebumps all over i'm gonna cry i'm so excited yeah oh my gosh well thanks for hanging out with us today you guys uh we'll be back next week with chapter three yes thank you for all your love and support and right now we are going to go record a special episode for our patrons so if you would like to listen to those and become a part of our community over on patreon then please come join us there are several different tiers to choose from and all of them have excellent perks and all of them have our extra episodes for the week so we would love to see you there yeah and until then
I don't remember what we say. Oh, remember. Oh. Oh, a thing. God. Wow. It's been a long time since we did this shit. Because did we do that at the end of Midnight Suns? Did we say remembers? Yeah, we did. We must have, right? We had to have. <laughs> did we change our whole brand? Did when we, we forget did everything? <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh, and remember, don't create a plague, baby. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberTwilightPodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true. <laughs>